Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermon from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And then again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. It is that time of the week where we are in the room with Pastor Stephen and the Unchangeable Truth podcast talking about his sermon from Sunday, and it's always a good time to be able to discuss the sermon. I know that, again, we are one day late, and we apologize for being one day late two weeks in a row, but it's life, and we're okay. So this week, we're looking at Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8, and uh, Pastor Stephen, you talk a lot about spiritual gifts. Your title is Built for a Purpose, saying that you know God has changed us, He's transformed us, we are designed for a special task in the kingdom, and uh, we, have, we have about eight questions today uh, concerning this message. So before we get to the questions, is there anything you want to tell us, anything you want to recap, anything you need to say, refresh us on anything? Yeah. Even though the podcast is, uh, is one day late, uh, (laughs) this week, I'll remind our listeners like I did, uh, last week, (laughs) it's only one day late for one day and then it's going to be right on time. Uh, and there may be some people that listen on Wednesdays and it's not a day late. True. So, anyway, I'm getting deep in here. That's that's philosophical right there. That's right. I don't know if it is or not, but so I say we just jump into the questions and, and kind of go from there. So Romans chapter twelve, sixty-eight, built for a purpose, and again talking about spiritual gifts. So my first question is: in the description of spiritual gifting, why do you use the phrase a God-given capacity instead of a God-given ability? So I'll ask it again. In the description of spiritual gifting, why do you use the phrase a God-given capacity instead of a God-given ability? Well, a God-given ability would not be incorrect. Absolutely. It is uh, a spiritual gift is a God-given ability. Uh, The reason why the phrase God-given capacity was used is because you have the capacity to do something supernatural through gifts that God has given you, but it's not automatic. You, you, you're going to have to identify those, and you're going to have to use them. Um, and uh, it's not just uh, – and and I seriously doubt any of our listeners would think this, but it's not a situation to where, okay, uh, I've surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I know him as uh, – uh, I've got a personal relationship with him, and so the moment that I get saved, then all of a sudden, boom, these spiritual gifts just start moving and working in your right, life. right. Uh, just like uh, the whole maturing that happens in the life of a believer as you submit yourself to Scripture and um, as uh, the Holy Spirit starts changing the way that you think and transforming the way that you talk and live and all that kind of stuff. Um, spiritual gifting, again, an amazing capacity. What, what, what is the limit of the capacity? There is none. Mm. No limit at all to mm. what 
to what you can do through the spiritual gifts that God has given to you for his glory and for his name's sake. Um, it would be it would it would almost be the equivalent of us saying, so what's the max capacity for God or what is the max potential for God yeah. uh, beyond what you uh, right. could even understand? Right. It, it, there is no max. It's like uh, I can remember I can remember when my uh, my youngest child uh, when he was when he was small and, and uh, he went to uh, our academy here. Uh, at the church and he would ride to the office with me in the morning and i can remember one of the questions you know theologically that he asked me for the first time in the car when it was just me and him he's like um uh hey dad um when did god start (laughs) when when did god start what no when did god start (laughs) what was the beginning of god yeah I'm like, well, God's always been. He goes, well, no, something can't always be. I mean, right. everything starts. And I'm like, well, yeah, everything in our in our understanding and our uh, ability uh, to be able to comprehend, yeah, there's a beginning. Um, and we don't have a problem with no ending. We do have a problem with right. no beginning. Was that one of those, it's because I said so, son. Moments, <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, again, kind of, kind of understanding spiritual gifting um it is the capacity god has given to every follower of christ a spiritual capacity to be uh to do things that are beyond this world um but you have to submit yourself to the leadership of the holy spirit and to utilizing the spiritual gifts that he's given you as his child so that's why the phrase capacity and 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 not necessarily ability um you you talk about uh, talent and ability uh what would you say the difference is between talent and a spiritual gift well again kind of like question number one uh there are similarities uh between talents and spiritual gifts but then also differences uh, what are the similarities? Uh, both of them are gifts from God. Both of them are going to grow in their effectiveness when you use them. Again, that whole m- maturing thing. Um, I think I think gifts and talents have been given to us by God to be uh, used on behalf of other people. Yeah, I don't think they're given to us to be used for our own selfish purposes. First uh, Corinthians twelve seven, where it talks about. It talks about spiritual gifts there. It tells us there they're given to benefit others, um, and really the two, you know, the two great commandments. What do they deal with? They deal with loving God and deal with loving others. So it follows that uh, we should use our talents for those purposes as well. Um, how, how's the how's the difference there between talents and spiritual gifts? Uh, a person, regardless of their belief in God or belief in Christ is given a natural talent. Everybody has talents. Uh, for instance, you know, I'm, I'm 51. So, uh, the argument that you might make being younger than me, uh, it may be different, but I'm going to sit there and I'm going to say Michael Jordan, greatest athlete, (laughs) you know, world's probably ever known. Um, and, uh, that is a natural talent, um, you're like, well, he worked hard at it. Well, yeah, he worked hard at it, but come on, friend. Yeah. He had some natural ability there. Right. Uh, you know, I could have I could have worked as many hours as he did, and I can promise you it was not going to bring bring forth the uh, the same production that he did. So everybody has natural talents. 
and some of them are a result of a combination of genetics. Yeah. I mean, some have a natural ability in music. Uh, I mean, we got a family in our church that well, my, I don't even think you can be in that family unless you're musically <laughs> right, gifted. Right. It's crazy. Like even, they'll, even the in-laws. Even the in-laws. It makes no sense, you know? Um, and it's just a natural thing. Uh, you know, natural ability art. I would even say, you know, natural ability mathematics, whatever. But then also, the surroundings have to do with that, um, with that talent. Again, you grow up in a in a in a musically talented family. It's probably going to help you in developing that talent a little bit more for music. Um, but you know, God desired to endow certain individuals with certain talents. And uh, man, I you know I remember reading over in Exodus thirty one. It kind of tells us there uh, about uh, Bezalel and the talent that God gave him. And uh, you know that is. Uh, you may not be familiar with the story of uh, Bezalel, so read over in Exodus 31. It's interesting there about the talents that God gave to him. But spiritual gifts are only given to believers. According to what he says here in, in Romans 12, 3, and even what he says in, in verse 6, they're, they're, they're given through the Holy Spirit, the very time that someone places their faith in Jesus Christ, that at that moment, according to 1 Corinthians 12, 11, the Holy Spirit gives to that new believer the spiritual gifts that uh, he desires the believer to have. And so uh, what we studied this past week, Romans chapter 12, 3 through 8, kind of lists those spiritual gifts that we discussed in the sermon. You get over into 1 Corinthians 12, it, 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 let, it lists um, some some of the same gifts, some some different gifts there. Uh, there's a third list even found over in Ephesians four that are that are kind of talking about the the offices, um, you know, prophets and apostles and preachers and pastors and teachers, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't even know that the biblical lists are exhaustive. Mm. Um, and, and again, when you yeah. take into consideration um, ability. Natural talent. You also take in consideration um, uh, personality. You know that's that that's that whole spiritual DNA thing. But the, uh, for instance, you know nowhere in these lists will you see musical ability right, right. listed as a spiritual gift. Is it a talent? Absolutely. Can you use it as a spiritual gift? Absolutely. You can use that talent of music in evangelism. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. You can use it in um, in ministry. Um, I had a, a music minister one time, and uh, what a what a great ministry he had. Whenever, whenever there were dear saints that were on their deathbed and they were, you know, they were they were going to go home to glory, um, he would just go over and he w- he would sing their favorite hymns, mm. uh, just mm. just there in the bedroom, yeah. and he would minister to them. So so well and so uh yeah it can be used in the context of those spiritual gifts so uh, can i can i interrupt you just for a second sure you you know in this in this god-given capacity to serve the lord and and talking about uh, abilities and things like that you mentioned something called potential ability uh what did you mean by this potential ability well yeah the the potential ability is you have the potential <laughs> to use the spiritual gifts. Mm, okay, it doesn't mean you're automatically going to use the spiritual gifts. You've been given them, so we better use them. 
Yeah, yeah. You you, you better use them. Uh, you know, I, I I drive, I drive a Dodge. You know, I mean, best pickup truck around is a Dodge Dodge pickup, and uh, I have the potential. It, it says there on my dashboard, I have the potential. <laughs> I want to go two hundred miles an hour. I'll go two hundred miles an hour. I have the potential. Yeah, got a little Hemi in there, and anyway, our producer, our our Jeeps will get up to what seventy eight. 79 something like that i can tell you this i would not want to be in a jeep going 78 miles an hour oh it's fantastic it is fantastic wow doors off top down oh good Uh, uh, yeah you're also picking up you're picking up the the feelings falling out of your teeth too (laughs) the uh i have the potential to go 200 miles an hour uh it doesn't mean i'm necessarily going to do it right well again i'm going to go back to spiritual gifting i have the potential through the gifts that God has given me to do amazing yeah. things for the glory of God through the body of Christ, it doesn't mean it's automatically going to happen. It means I have the potential. Um, uh, you say, well, what would limit the potential? I would say the individual. Mm. Mm. Am I being obedient? Am, am, I, am I willing to use this to love God and love others, right? Um, you know, uh, do I understand to understand the spiritual gifting that I have, yeah. um, so so uh, on on that, and, and you just mentioned it, kind of this whole DNA thing. You know, you use the phrase "individual spiritual DNA" a few times. What do you mean by that phrase, "individual spiritual DNA"? Yeah, I mean it lists here seven spiritual gifts, and uh, as we said, nobody has all of them. Um, but I do believe, well, clearly you have at least one, and I believe most have multiple right. different areas. Uh, you know, I may have, I may have, uh, I may be a little bit stronger in the spiritual gift of prophecy, and somebody else may have that spiritual gifting of prophecy, but it's not quite as strong as mine. Yet, I may have a little bit of the the gifting of mercy. Yet, their mercy is a lot yeah. stronger than mine, and so. I would say within the context of our personality, and, and, and let's not forget, I mean, God created us in his own image. That's the reason why we are to be uh, value bearers of life, because um, it's, it's, it's life that he has given, and it is life that, uh, um, that has been created in his own image. But so, so I sit there and I look at how he has has given and blessed me in my life with my personality, the likes, the dislikes. Uh, again, I think environment can shape that yeah. to some degree. Yeah. I do think we blame a lot on environment, maybe as excuses to live a way that we want to live. Mm. Um, and environment is not the wherewithin all to everything, okay? That's a, that's a podcast topic later in that, the future. That is, that is a that's podcast topic, but mm. the, um, the individual spe- spiritual DNA takes into consideration all those things. Personality, likes, dislikes, natural talents. Mm. Again, you know, somebody may have the gift of mercy, right? And they have the natural talent of music, so they use music in mercy. Um, now, I may have the gift of mercy. I don't have a natural talent of music, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, now, I can get one of those, you know, fancy dollar microphones, and I can I can have our editors or, you know, producers, whatever they are, um, they can push all the right buttons. They auto, make me sound like a million bucks. They're auto-tuned. There you go. Um, and I can sing with the best of them. That's right. Um, but uh, anyway – that is not that is not a natural talent, right? right? So, so the spiritual DNA is how do all those different factors come in 
And just like the DNA is different from individual to individual when it comes to our physiological makeup, genetic makeup, it's the same way when it comes to our spiritual gifting. So let, let's talk about some of these spiritual gifts. And, and you know, the first one that you mentioned um, in your sermon outline was prophecy. And I know that, you know, sometimes there can be some confusion, maybe even some disagreements over the gift of prophecy and what it is and what it looks like. Uh, can, you, can you clarify the gift of prophecy? prophecy well it's like i said in the sermon first of all it is not a an ability to predict the future when you think of prophecy we're like right. oh yeah, yeah yeah old testament prophet right um i don't i don't believe the office of prophet right is uh is is still applicable to today why would i make a comment like that well i don't need anybody to tell me what god has said i already have what he has said in his word in the written word of God, the Bible. So um, we know God uh, has already spoken, right? We have it fully canonized. Right. Matter of fact, Scripture even tells us if you add anything to it, then, right. man, uh, well, it's just not going to go well. You add or you take <laughs> right, away from right, it, right? right. So, so the gift of prophecy is not, let me tell you what's going to happen in the future. Now, I will say this. You can use the gift of prophecy, which really means to speak forth, to declare the divine will, to interpret the purposes of God, uh, to make known in any way the truth of God. Yeah, um, you can. Yeah, you can foretell the future. And I would say, how can I foretell this future? Well, here's what God's word says. Right. It says this is going to happen in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, there is some foretelling there. But, um, you know, while knowing something about the future may sometimes have been an aspect of that gift of prophecy, yeah. it's, uh, it's primarily, though, the gift of proclamation. Right. It's not predicting. It's not the foretelling. It's like I said before, it's the forth, it's the forth telling. Um, and so a pastor, a preacher who declares the Bible can be considered a, um, a prophesier in, in meaning this. He, he is speaking forth the counsel of of God. So um, when we had the New Testament canon completed, then prophesying changed from declaring new revelation yeah. to declaring the completed revelation yeah. that yeah. God's already given. Matter of fact, you, you can read about it over in Jude 3, where it talks of the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Yeah. In other words, the faith to which we hold has been settled forever. It does not need addition to it. It does not need uh, refinement that comes from extra biblical revelations. And there are all kinds of folks out there today that are, you know, spouting extra biblical revelations. Yeah. No, you 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 don't need that. And, and matter of fact, you can even go over to Second Peter chapter right. two verse one, and, and you see the transition there from prophet to teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So the. Uh in, in in these spiritual gifts, we got we have prophecy, ministry, teaching, exhortation, giving, leadership, and mercy. So I would I would assume that you know your spiritual gifting. So I kind of got a, a, a two part question. What would you say the greatest? What would you say the it's the greatest spiritual gift? And uh, can you share with us? your spiritual yeah gift. sure i would say this and I'll, I'll answer them both with the uh with the same 
same sentence or comment. The greatest spiritual gifts are the ones that I have. Um, <laughs> right? Right, right? Yeah. In which, in which somebody, somebody who yeah. would, somebody who would believe that. And by the way, I'm just teasing, okay? Right, right. But somebody who would make that comment, you're that like, kinda, you kind of caught me off guard for a second. <laughs> you're expecting something profound. Yeah. In the words of Ryan Tucker, yeah. you were expecting to dive in, dive, just um, dive right yeah, on in. Yeah, and that was like, that was like, of, oh crud! This, oh, yeah, he's he's diving he in two two feet. Here he goes. The uh, yeah, somebody who would, who would even who would even believe that you you could clearly say I don't think you understand spiritual gifting. Spiritual gifting is not uh, intended to exalt you; it's intended to exalt Christ, and it's intended to show the love of Christ, and again to uh, show that love to other people. Uh, what is the greatest gift there? There isn't one. Mm. They're all equally important. Again, it kind of builds off of what he was talking, what we talked about last week about, hey, the church is like a body, right? And you got the hand and you got the feet and you've got, you know, the little toe and you've got all these different parts of the body that who, who, you know, which one of us guys sitting here today would sit there and say, you know what? There's really, there's a portion of my body that eh, I don't really need. I think I'll just get rid of it. You know, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe you'd say that about that, uh, you know, skin tag on your armpit or something. You know, yeah, yeah. I get rid of that one right there. How did there. you know? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, who, who doesn't have a skin tag on their armpit? The um, it, it you you can never get the deodorant off of it. You try as hard as you may in the shower, it's just so frustrating. It's like a gnat. Um, the uh, your wife's going to make fun of how you're laughing when she listens to the podcast. You got the high giggle again? (laughs) Yeah. But again, Uh, I mean, I think we would all agree, uh, you know, none of us in this room are like, yeah, yeah, uh, might as well just do without that toe. Or no, it's it's important. We're like, no, God gave us these members. We want to keep these members. And so along the same lines, last week he's talking about you need you know, I need you, you need me, we need each other. It's the body of Christ. And then he comes along this week and he says, hey, listen, let's talk about the spiritual gifting that you have. Each one of you, uh, uh, an individual, specialized, spiritual DNA, none more important than the other, all equally important. Why? Because every member of the body is important. That I'm accomplishing something through the body of Christ. And so what is the greatest spiritual gift? They're, they're all equally important. Why? Yeah. Because they all equally point people to yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, what would I say my spiritual gifts are? Um, I think that was the second part of your question. It was. Um, I'd say prophecy. Uh, I love proclaiming the Word of God. I love studying the Word of God. I love preaching the Word of God. Um, and uh, I, uh, I believe God uses that in my life and in the lives of others, and I'm still amazed that he would use anything that I said to accomplish anything spiritually. It just is a great testimony to the, to the grace of God. Mm. Um, I think exhortation, encouragement, um, and uh, to me, those go hand in hand, yeah. you know, encouraging with the prophecy. And, um, and I try to do that uh, in other areas of life. And um, Oh, I've been uh, in meetings with you when you have been very encouraging to people in times of, of, of hurt, in times of pain and trying to figure out life. Like, you've, I've, I've witnessed it. Well, and, and, and I would say another one, <clears throat> leadership. Yeah. Uh, my whole life. Yeah. My wife, you know, the the guy that's like, 
uh, all right, well, so, somebody's got to take charge here. Let's, let, you know, well, let's go. We can't just sit here and talk about this all day. Let's do something about it. And you know, and also the guy that, um, and I don't, I don't know if it's encouragement uh, or mercy or if 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 you want to see me uh, get riled up, um, uh, it's it's when the weak are being taken advantage of. Mm. And man, I just. Whew, there's there's nothing that fires me up any more than that, um, but I would say prophecy, and and that is a spiritual gift that over time God has developed. Well, I was going to ask, like, do you believe that over time, you know, your spiritual gifting can change, you know, as as you grow in the Lord, as you grow in your spiritual walk, um, as you're doing different things in ministry? I don't think I don't think you I don't think you get spiritual gifts that you did not have i think you get the spiritual gifts that you're going to have okay um when you come to know christ as savior and lord okay um i do think that as you mature in your christian walk that uh you know some of those take on a little bit more prominence than maybe others yeah. and, and and i even think in seasons of life yeah some may take on a little bit more prominence yeah uh, than others you know I, I was saved when i was nine almost 10 years of age uh i believe i received the gift of prophecy then if you would have said hey you've got the gift of prophecy i would have said <laughs> no yeah. way jose yeah are you kidding me yeah um not at all and um and now if god came to me and god said all right listen i'm gonna have to remove some gifts from you i've just made this decision i'm gonna yeah. you know you got You're three done. you can only have one which yeah. one are you gonna keep i'd be like please let me keep prophecy please yeah. let me keep prophecy um, and, uh, I would just say, uh, well, l- let me, I'll clarify this while I don't think, and, and again, this is not gonna be a deal breaker while I don't think that, you know, that you get gifts that you don't already have when you get saved, you know, while I don't think that happens, um, I, does that make sense? Am I confusing? What I what, good. okay. What I do say is that um, that as I as I as I grow, all of a sudden, a gift that may have been dormant, mm. all of a sudden, it reveals itself. Yeah. Uh, you know, and again, and it's kind of like you know when we may get to this, I don't know, but you know, in, in my own life, and I think I think the life of other believers as well. You know, you have other people that love Christ and love you that will usually see your gifting before you. And that happened in my own life when yeah. it came to the gift of prophecy. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, no way, no way. Y'all got it wrong. I don't know who you're looking at, but you've got it wrong. Hmm. And, um, and then lo and behold, yeah, absolutely. That's what took place. Um, and that's what happened. And so, and, and again, that is only intensified the more that I've been obedient yeah. to that. Um, honestly, the gift of prophecy, I was like, I am not going to do that. Right. I wasn't looking at it as a spiritual gifting. I was looking at it as, as a terrible burden. I am not going to do that. And the very things that I saw as a burden, now I'm like, oh, what an amazing blessing. Um, and, and, it, and I don't think it would be that way for right. somebody who doesn't have to get the prophecy. Right. Um, I know a lot of guys, and you probably do too, Ryan. I call them mama called or wife called. Oh man, Or, or, or like, like right. I love Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, I've been growing in my face. So the next natural step is I need to go into full-time vocational ministry. Yeah. yeah. 
and <laughs> mama called. You've you've heard that mama called? <laughs> I've never heard that term. Really? I've never heard. Yeah, that term. yeah. It's these guys and their mamas like. You, you need to be a preacher. Yeah. You really need to be a preacher. Yeah. You know, you know, you need to be a preacher. <laughs> now, the Holy Spirit's not said that, but their mama has. You know, and so they're like, "Yeah, well, yeah, my mama told mama me to called. be a preacher." And um, but these guys who don't have that calling on yeah. their life, and all of a sudden they they treat it as a career, they're miserable. Yeah, yeah. And they're, you can see that. Like you can see it evidently on their life, the way they interact with people, the way they carry themselves. Like you can. You can definitely see that. I, I, I can. I can see that. Well, and you'll even sit there, and you're, and you're like, like you hear a sermon, you're like, oh, I don't know who told you you had to get to prophecy, but hmm. yeah, not the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, right. Or, or, or people who are like, hey, you know, I think I got the gift of teaching, and so I'm going to go teach. And you know, they're sitting there and they're teaching a class, and it is just not a good thing, and <laughs> they're not conveying any truth. You know, people are bored out of their right. minds, and. Right. Hey, listen, man, brother, you may you may have the gift of encouragement or you may have the gift of mercy or ministry or whatever, but yeah, I don't think the gift of teaching's it. Right. No, and no no harm, no foul. Right. right. Let's just move on. Um, but the problem is those folks who sit there and say, I really want yeah, yeah. this gift. Yeah, yeah. Well well well, hello. That's that's like, you know, Father's Day is coming up. And um, you know, my wife, even even just before I came in here, listen, hey, the kids and I were we we just don't know what to get you. We want to get BB you. Gun. We <laughs> with no. a scope. Man, my my pink BB gun is doing the job. Okay, doing the job. Uh, laid a couple of lizards out last night. <laughs> the um, uh, one of them though, when I hit it, it fell in the pool, and <laughs> I just like daggum now. I got a fish out of dead lizard out of the pool. The but for you know what if what if I were to come up to them and say, hey, listen, here's what I want for Father's Day. Give me this gift. If I don't get this gift, right? Well, okay. Is it? It's no longer a gift. It's no longer a gift if you've dictated. And so I would say, when it comes to spiritual right. gifting, you sit there. Oh God, please, please give me this gift. I need this gift. I want this gift. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work hard to receive this gift. Yeah. That's not how it works. Right. Well, and kind of like what you said on your your gift of prophecy. Like I I, I went through the same thought with you know, teaching because I I didn't want to have that because i was afraid i was going to have to use it and this is when i was running from trying to be in ministry so uh i get it i completely understand that what are your spiritual gifts uh well now that you now that i said that uh i would say teaching and and leadership um are are the the two that i feel pretty passionate and strongly about and Um, you've seen that gift now, now I'm interviewing you. You've yeah. seen you've seen that gift of leadership. You you saw God you saw God refining that and maturing that even in a non ministry role. Correct, correct. Well, and kind of like you even said it. You know, like in your younger days, like people were like, "Hey, who's going to make a decision?" Like I I was I always had that tendency to to do that. Um, even in in corporate world, um, had was put into leadership positions and, and worked through that. So yeah, uh, learned a lot, lived a lot, understood a lot working through that. So yeah, I, I've been able to use that in corporate world and church world. Um, so yeah, I, so I would say teaching and, and leadership. I'm, I'm not great on the mercy side. I've, I've seen you merciful. Well, thank you. 
my wife said, well, another story. Anyway, so we're, we're moving on. <laughs> question number seven. Uh, we have two more. So question number seven, it's kind of a long one. So I'm going to read it to make sure I have it um, correctly and say it the right way. Uh, you spoke about spirit, the spiritual gift of giving. And then you said, we all have the general command of God to give along those lines. There are some who say that tithing is an old Testament command of God and is no longer required in the new Testament. So what are your thoughts on that whole thought there? Well, we we have just we another podcast for another day. Well, it wasn't. We, okay. Yeah, we've just stepped out of the realm of spiritual gifting. Uh, the uh, well, let me just stop and we'll, we'll talk about the the first part of the question. Um, yes, there is a spiritual gift of giving, and it's like I said in the sermon. And if, if you've not listened to the sermon, it's it's just it's here on the podcast yeah. right before we do this, the discussion. But you know, we all have these general commands. You know, just you know, for instance, I can't sit there and say, "Well, you know what? I'm not going to be merciful because I don't have to give to mercy." Well, hello, uh, f- there's part of the fruit of the spirit that <laughs> you're to be merciful, right? Uh, there are just some that are really, really blessed over the top with mercy. Uh, I'd say the same thing with giving. I mean, we all know that we are to give. Uh, we're we're to give back to God, um, and there are some folks that are just extraordinarily gifted with the spiritual gift of giving. Now. What about a tithe? And, you know, I've heard these folks, well, you know, that was Old Testament and we don't live under the Old Testament law and the Old Testament law has been abolished and you never find that anywhere in the New Testament. And and they'll even, they'll, you know, I've, I've had them, they'll go and uh, they'll talk about uh, Luke 11, verse 42, you know, where, uh, you know, Jesus is addressing the people under the Old Testament law and he, he makes a comment to the Pharisees. Uh, let me flip over there real quick. Um, Matthew, Mark, Luke is after Mark. That's what I always need to remember, right? Luke chapter 11, verse 42, uh, there's a statement that is made that is often used for an argument against the tithe. Uh, Christ is here. He's talking to the Pharisees. He says, but woe to you Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs. And again, uh, there's some listings like, oh, dude, I didn't know I get to tithe mint and rue and herbs. I'm going to do that versus money. Well, understand, this was currency in their days, right? right? That, could, uh, that could get crazy. Yeah, don't please don't put that in the offering bucket when it, or surely don't push it down in the red drop box. Um, For you tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs and pass by justice and the love of God. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. So there are folks that say, see, see, he says right here that you don't have to tithe. That is not what he has said. He said, here's the deal. You guys are keeping the letter of the law when it comes to giving a tithe, even to the point that you're tithing mint and herbs and all that stuff, yet you're leaving undone being just and the love of God. And so, so what he is saying there is, you ought to, you, you need to tithe, but you also need to do this as well. Right. You need to do this as well. So I don't think I don't think a tithe. And for our listeners, you know, a tithe that clearly means a tenth. Um, I don't I don't think it's a situation where we say, well, the tithe is not carried over into the New Testament. Um, I, I I believe that it it should be carried over into the New Testament. 
Um, the question is to, uh, you know, I've had folks, well, do you tithe from one's net or your gross? Uh, well, I can't take it to chapter and verse on that one. Right. Okay. I always answer it this way. What do you want God to bless you on, net or gross, right? Right. right. Um, that's not really – but but really, <laughs> really – I'd say that's personal conviction when it comes to that. What do you What do you feel like you should do? What is your motivation when it comes to that? I, I know there are other Christians who tithe, and they do it simply because they respect the Old Testament principle. And I'd say this: I, I find it helpful as a place to begin. Yeah, I'm going to begin there. Right. You know, if they were under if they were under the law and they gave at least a tenth, my goodness. I mean, you know, what about those of us that are under grace? But I find it as, and I don't see it as legalistic. I don't see it as, oh my goodness, I've got to. Right. My deal is, this is what I get to, and right. this is where I'm going to start. And yeah. so now, really, the only question I have is, God, what over that do you want me to give? Yeah. And there are times where God comes and God says, I want you to give this, and I want you to give more. And I want you to give to this special thing, yeah. Uh, or I want you to give to this individual. Well, and you mm. even say many times from the pulpit, you know, it, it's a part of worship too. Like it's not just some act that we do. Like it's it's a part of worship. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and in First Corinthians sixteen verse two says this: on the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income. Yeah. Basically, it's, uh, I, I interpret that as, okay, a tithe, the tithe of your income. Set aside yeah. whatever a tithe is. There are four points, though, that really is drawn out there. The first one is we should give individually. I think we should give regularly. Uh, we should give uh, methodically and proportionately. It's not about equal gifts. It's about equal sacrifice. Um, ultimately, the matter of your giving is between you and God. You know, if, if I... Uh, um, if I uh, shame you or convict you into giving a tithe, then you'd be better not to even give it because you're giving out of the wrong motive. And then which, if you're sitting there and you're like, awesome, I've just got an out. I don't have to tithe now based upon what he has said. Then I would sit there and say, friend, you've got much, you know, much greater problems than you're giving. Right. Mm. There, 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 there are all kinds of issues. Second uh, Corinthians nine says this. Remember this: whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Yeah. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. Um, and uh, you know the deeper question is this: what has priority in our lives? Yeah. Is it yeah. Christ that's really first, or do we put our own selves first? Do we yeah. put our own desires first? Um, you may have license to do whatever you want to do, but does that license turn into you? self-liberty hmm. all right so last question um that's a good question uh, what would you say is the biggest obstacle to people using their spiritual gifts um and you ask it or this i'm let, let me say again like what are what would you say the biggest obstacles to people using their spiritual spiritual gifts um I was going to say something to that, but I'll let you finish that state. What are the biggest obstacles? Well, and, and it was even mentioned in the sermon, a phrase, uh, paralysis of analysis. Mm. Uh, I cannot tell you the number of folks, myself included, that spend such a great deal of time. I've got to know my spiritual gifts. What are my spiritual gifts? I've got to take this survey so because the survey will right. tell me what my spiritual gifts are. And please hear me. Right. I'm not against spiritual gift surveys. I've, I, I've probably done every one of them. 
And they even teased in the sermon. I know what my color is, and I know what my animal is, and I know what my letter is, and I, you know, I know all those things. And again, I think those are those can be good tools to be used. But my goodness, don't spend more time figuring out your spiritual gifting than you do using your spiritual gifting. We make it much harder than I think it would, God ever intended it to be. Um, and uh, so, what would I say is the greatest barrier that folks who sit there and say. Uh, well, I, I say a couple of things. Number one, um, I just don't know what my gift is. Yeah. Number two, they want a gift that they've not been given, mm. and they're gonna they're gonna spend all their time and effort refining a <laughs> gift that they don't right. even have. Right. Or number number three, um, they uh, they say, well. I want to use my gift. There's just nowhere for me to serve. Hmm. Well, well, no, no, hang on. Yeah. Because even after the sermon Sunday, I had folks that came up and they're like, hey, here's what my spiritual gift is. And I really want to, I really want to serve and I want to serve Christ through this local church. But, you know, there's just really nowhere for me to serve here. And I'm like, well, no, hang on. Yeah. Well, really? Because, I mean, you can look around and you, you start going at it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, you, happening. you got the gift of teaching. Well, it's first of all, I mean, for those of us who have the gift of leadership, it's you know we we need to determine, hey, hey, is that gift of teaching there? Let's flesh it out. I would just sit there and say, if somebody sits there and you know they're like, boy, I really I love to teach. I would love to teach. Maybe I could teach uh, a class or a small group or a life group, or I could teach a uh, students because I love students and I love teaching. Well, hey, let's let's give it a shot and see how it goes. Yeah. Um and. If 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 leadership's like, hey man, we yeah we 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 kind of agree, yeah we think you've got this gift, well then let's just dig into it, or you know ministry. I've yet to know anyone that might come up in the in in the context of our church, and I would say this in any church that you're in, I've yet to know anyone that comes up and says, hey listen, I've got the gift of ministry, and um, uh, I'd really like to uh, help senior adults and uh, young mothers and all this kind of stuff. I would like to help them across the street uh, when they're coming to church on Sunday morning, and I've yet to know one of our executive pastors who kind of handled that for us say, oh, no way. Right, uh-uh. right. Not letting you do that. Right. What? Are you kidding me? You want to vacuum floors? No. <laughs> I'll not let that happen. Let us show you where the vacuums are. Yeah. I mean, so I would just say I would just say what what is it that you enjoy doing? And hey, I I I, I want to I want to do this. I want to And again, understand those that have the spiritual gift of leadership and those that are in leadership positions in the church um, man, they're not accountable uh, to, 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 to you. They're accountable to God. And so understand, it's not sitting there, they want to deprive you of any spiritual gifting or whatever, but um, you know, they're, trying to, they're trying to put all those pieces together. But, but, but don't sit there and, man, I, I want one of those stage gifts. Yeah. I want one of those gifts where everybody knows who I am. I want one of those, what, what, I mean, well, no. It's not always cracked up to be sometimes. Uh, no, it's 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 not. You're exactly right. And uh, man, I can remember first little church that I pastored. Um, you know, first of all, being on the stage was not really that big of a deal. Just one little step up. One little step up, and, and you know, there were like fifty people uh, sitting out there, and um, 
you know, man, I'm the one who went and bought toilet paper. I'm the one that if the <laughs> right. toilet got stopped up and stopped it, I'm right. the one that vacuumed the floors. I'm the one that did this. I'm the one, and that's okay. That's okay uh, because it was important for the yeah. body of Christ. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm just saying, don't undervalue. Yeah, true. A spiritual gifting. Yeah. My goodness, some people have the gift of ministry. I mean, I, I mean, we. I've been in churches before to where I'm like, my nobody in this church has the gift of ministry. <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah. And the reality is, there were some that did. They just weren't utilizing. Yeah. It. And that's what I think that's so neat about God, how He functions within the body of Christ. He's the one who gives the gifts, so he's the he he knows who's going to be a part of a particular body or local body of believers, and so he it's not like he's sitting there, oh crud, man, I gotta I gotta get some folks with that whole ministry gift over right. there. They're really hurting. Let right. me make sure. No, before the foundation of the world, he's like, yep, mm. oh Joe's going to be over there at Highland Park. They're gonna I'm going to give him this gift. He's going to fit in just perfect. Mm. So use it. That's the key. So, it, it, listeners, if you are listening to what we got going on, understand, you know, uh, like Pastor Stephen has said, we you are built for a purpose. Jesus designed you for a special task. He's gifted you uh, purposefully for the way that you are. Um, and like you said in your sermon, use it. Don't waste it. Use it. Um, so, Romans chapter 12, 68, read it, meditate over it. Um, remember that you are built for a purpose. Thank you for listening today to The Unchangeable Truth. Pastor Stephen, thank you again for your time and your wisdom as we discussed your weekly sermon. We will see you next week right here, hopefully on time, if not on Wednesday, whatever. We're on time because it's right. we're here. <clears throat> same channel. Same channel. Mm, maybe same time. Maybe same time. We'll see you next week. Unchangeable Truth. Hey guys, this is Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today, Unchangeable Truth. This is a ministry of Highland Park Baptist Church in Panama City, Florida, and we would love for you to visit us if you ever find yourself in the Panama City area. Our address is 2611 Highway 231 North. You can also learn more about our church and its ministry by going to our website, www. Highland and it's H-I-L-A-N-D park.org There you'll learn more about what we believe, what we teach about the gospel of Jesus Christ There'll also be a sermon archive there so you can go and listen to various sermons over the last several years. As always we would love to talk to you about your relationship with Jesus Christ so feel free shoot us an email info highlandpark.org if you'd like to learn more about Jesus and what it means to follow him. Our prayers are that you near to Christ, that this podcast would be used to point you to Jesus and to help your faith grow and your walk in Christ. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening.